On the field, inside the clubhouse, and everything in between, this is Brewers Weekly. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City, here's Matt Pauley. A good Thursday evening to you. Welcome in. It is Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. Want to get in here? This show tonight, it is very much for you. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. That is my Twitter handle, and that's how you get in contact with me. Let's just jump into this thing. We always do a three up, three down here at the beginning of the program where we look back at the week and look at the three things going in an up direction and three things going maybe in a not so upward direction. Well, for this week only, we're going to change that to two up, two down because we're going to get right into this. And the two up are Keston here and Tyler Saladino, and the two down are Travis Shaw and um, and also Ernan Perez because literally two guys who are coming up to the big leagues and two guys who are exiting the big leagues. That is the news of the day. Let me start everything off by saying this. Nothing has been confirmed by the Milwaukee Brewers. So a lot of the conversation that we have over the course of the next hour is going to be based in information that is being reported, not information that has been confirmed. I do think that is always worth noting because until it's, until it's official, it's not official, right? But the news that we are hearing today is that Keston Hira is being recalled from AAA San Antonio. We would assume, there's going to be some assumptions in here, we would assume he is going to be the everyday second baseman, and we would assume that's going to move Mike Moustakis back over to third base. Tyler Saladino is also being brought up. We would assume that his role is going to be as a utility infielder. The two players who are exiting are going to be Travis Shaw. He is being optioned to AAA, according to the reports. He does not have the service time like Jimmy Nelson, so he did not have to approve that. He is just going. He has options left. He is going to be a full-fledged member of the San Antonio Missions. And then uh, you have Ernan Perez, who is being designated for assignment. So with him, there is going to be an opportunity for another team to claim him if another team does not claim him we'll see what happens there Uh, if the brewers were to assign him to triple a at that point he would have to accept that assignment to keep his uh, major league salary there's a lot going on Uh, and i want to say this just and and you hear me say this a lot Uh, it's one of my pet peeves it is absolutely one of my pet peeves uh with the way that we look at sports And, and i get that we don't look at athletes as human beings sometimes we look at them as machines or we look at them as robots for some out there Aaron Perez hasn't played especially well this year and he's been really given an opportunity the uh, maybe the worst thing to have happened to uh, Perez is the struggles of Travis Shaw because all of a sudden he became kind of a righty lefty platoon player where he was starting a lot at second base and I think he might have been a little bit overexposed and that cost him his job but let's let's not forget Aaron Perez has been a really good Milwaukee Brewer, pretty good on the field, very good in the clubhouse. He has represented the community well. This is a human being who's finding out that he's losing his job. That stinks. So we can celebrate the arrival, re-arrival of Keston Hira. 
We can be excited about what's going to happen with Tyler Saladino after he put up big numbers at AAA. There's nothing wrong with that, but I always I always get bothered by people who celebrate the exodus of a player because those players are human beings, and I think that's worth noting. People don't want to hear want to hear me say that. I'm always going to say that, especially on days like today with uh, what's going down. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I'm interested to hear from you. What's your excitement level? Uh, how much do you think this is going to change the team? You know, I was joking around with Scott Warris before I came on the program when we did our, our crosstalk there at the end of his show. And uh, I, I joked around that, you know, Keston here is not going to fix the starting pitching. And Chase Anderson had a really nice start today, and you appreciate that, and that's good. The Brewers needed a nice, fairly long start from a starting pitcher, and they got that today with Chase Anderson. They've been getting that pretty consistently for the most part from Brandon Woodruff. Uh, outside of that, it's been hit or miss. But Keston here is not going to fix that. Might he help the offense? I, absolutely he's going to help the offense. The offense just got better. Travis Shaw has not been hitting. Aaron Perez has not been hitting. Keston Hira hit when he was at the big leagues the first time. There's no reason to believe he's not going to hit again. And to me, this the, the last time he came up, we kind of knew that, okay, this could be just a temporary thing. We'll hear from Craig Council tomorrow when he speaks to the media prior to the opener against the uh, against the Pirates. But to me, this now feels like Keston Hira has become the second baseman for the Milwaukee Brewers, and the goal is for him to be the second baseman for the Milwaukee Brewers moving forward for quite some time. 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll get into Christian Yelich later on in the program as well. Uh, great news for him. He's the number one vote-getter in the National League. That is awesome for him. Uh, kind of stinks that this uh, Keston Hero news came down today because all of a sudden, just over the course of about one hour, Yelich getting selected as uh, the top vote-getter in the All-Star game kind of gets overshadowed by something else. But this is a big moment. This is a big moment for this Brewers team moving forward that Keston Hira is arriving for good. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. This is Brewers Weekly. We're back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly does continue here on WTMJ. Matt Pauley with you here on a Thursday night. I'll tell you what, the Brewers are very good at making news on Thursdays. The day that uh, one of my favorite Brewers weeklies that I ever did was the day that the team acquired both Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cain. That was on a Thursday. It just feels like there's a lot of times where news comes down on Thursdays, and I appreciate David Stearns, if you're listening. Thank you so much for making moves on Thursdays because we always have Brewers Weekly here on Thursday nights. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Uh, MJ texting in, and she makes the point that uh, why would Hernan Perez be the one who's designated and not Jesus Aguilar? Because Perez overall has better numbers. I understand that sentiment, but these moves are being made based off the way things are going right now. 
Aguilar's not killing it in the month of June, but here's his numbers in the month of June. Aguilar's hitting 263, has one home run, has an OPS at 717. None of those numbers are numbers to write home about, but they're not bad. They're okay. Uh, Aaron Perez in the month of June has a 196 average, no home runs, and a 516 OPS. There's a 200-point difference in OPS between Aguilar and Perez in the month of June. That That's the answer right there. They like what Aguilar is doing right now more than what Perez is doing at the moment. 414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's go to uh, Doug in Baraboo. Hey, Doug, thanks for calling. You're on WTMJ. Yeah, good evening, Matt. Uh, we're at the game today. I was and uh, I was at three this week, and we're heading back Sunday. But last night, that lineup, uh, and I know that I'm going to bring this into the topic of the day here, but that lineup that uh, council put out there, I, I, I agree almost 100% what he does. But with, with Pena, Perez, the pitcher, and Arcia, you had four guys batting uh, you know, under 240, and two of them, of course, under uh 200, one, is, one being the pitcher. And I'm thinking, what are the odds of us producing uh, or runs with, with that lineup? And now, with, with what just happened, what you're talking about tonight, do you think Council was saying, hey, I need help, talking to the guys upstairs? And I think specifically with Perez, he was giving Perez that that, that chance to get going. I I, I bring up uh, Eric Sogard sometimes, where there was that weekend last year where he wasn't going, and they started him either two or three straight days, and it was a kind of a put up or shut up. And I think that's what it was specifically to Hernan Perez from the catching spot. You got to give Grandal some days off occasionally behind the plate, so an opportunity to move him over to first. So, uh, Doug, with all due respect, I think maybe you're looking too far into it when you're thinking if Council was trying to send a message. He and he and David Stearns are so shoulder to shoulder on everything. He doesn't need to send a message. He can go tell Stearns exactly what he thinks. All right, appreciate the phone call at 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Tax Line. So the most interesting thing about this to me right now is what's going to happen with the Hernan Perez because they're designating him for assignment. So from what... If it is a true DFA, they're going to need that. They're taking away his 40-man roster spot because they don't need a 40-man roster spot to be able to make these moves with uh, Keston Hira and Tyler Saladino. Unless something happened with Saladino where he's not on the 40-man anymore, but I, I, I missed that, uh, so I believe he is. So they're clearing a 40-man roster spot with Hernan Perez. So you also kind of wonder internally, is more happening? Is, is is something more going to happen here? And I don't know what the answer to that question is. Is this just the start of something? Are we going to get to Miller Park coming up tomorrow and learn that there's you know more things happening and more moves happening? Uh, I do. I think it's notable that from a clubhouse perspective, Hernan Perez, who is a leader on this team, very respected in that group and has a uh, – it's not going to sit well inside of that clubhouse. And I think even Tom Hodricourt tweeted that out earlier. It's not going to sit real well inside of that clubhouse with some guys that Perez is not around anymore. I'll say this, though. It's okay 
when things aren't going well, it's okay to make things a little uncomfortable. Being un- It's not saying that you don't want it to always be an uncomfortable situation. It's not something that you want to do more often than not. I was looking it up the other day. Uh, there was a... There was a Sunday last year. It was when the team traded for Eric Kratz, and they also sent Orlando Arcia down. It was in May, and there was like six total moves between guys coming in, guys coming out. Jet Bandy was uh, was DFA'd at that point. And it almost felt like at the time that the, the, the they felt like there just need to be a little bit of a dust-up kind of inside of that clubhouse. I don't know if that's what they're feeling right now, but... Not having Ernan Perez in that clubhouse anymore, that is going to change that culture, and that's going to change the way things feel uh, inside of uh, inside of that uh, that clubhouse. And I think that is a really really interesting aspect about this. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty four one four seven nine nine one six twenty is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We're getting a lot of uh, text and tweets in here. We'll start to uh, really get into those coming up in just a moment. Stick with us. It's Brewers Weekly on WT. Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues. Little Bone Thugs and Harmony coming back. They are at Summerfest. They'll be rocking the Johnson Controls stage tonight. This is a fun program today. We got a lot to get into with the news of the day. Keston Hero has been recalled from AAA San Antonio. Tyler Saladino has been recalled from AAA San Antonio. This is all reportedly, by the way. Nothing has yet to be uh, confirmed by the Brewers. Uh, Robert Murray of The Athletic, by the way, is the one who's been doing uh, most of the reporting on this. And uh, I know Robert. He's not going to go out and uh, report things that are not true. So there's no reason to believe that it's not true. But it should be noted from a journalistic perspective that this uh, news has yet to be confirmed by the Brewers. Travis Shaw being option to AAA. It's not a rehab assignment, anything like that. He is going there. And then Hernan Perez is being designated for assignment. So the next step for Perez is to wait and see if any team picks him up. Uh, I'm, I'll am i be interested to see on this one. I don't know. I, I really don't know if a team's going to pick him up or not. There's one side of me that says you know, he can play so many positions, he's so valuable that there's no way he doesn't get claimed. But then there's another side of me that says, ah, Look what he's hitting. He's not all that attractive to to other teams, and you know if you if you claim him, you got to take his major league salary with it. So I don't know. At that point, if he doesn't go uh, if he doesn't go claimed, the Brewers can send him to AAA. He uh, the way I believe it will work then is he can then decide if he wants to go to AAA or not. If he takes the uh, AAA assignment, he keeps his major league salary. If not, he doesn't. So generally, more often than not, in those situations. A player will take the assignment, but we're of all the news, the Hernan Perez aspect of it is probably uh, some of the the small. Although you know what, I'll be honest with you, text line going crazy. A lot of people are really upset about uh, Perez being DFA'd. He is a fan favorite, and even though he has not especially performed well, he is uh, he is a fan favorite. Now I'll say this: all of a sudden, uh, the righty lefty stuff is not playing out quite as much because you had Travis Shaw getting platooned righty and lefty. Well, Moustakis, I would assume, is going to move over to third base, and he's going to be there every day. And Keston here is going to be at second base, and he's going to be there every day. 
So really the only righty-lefty platoon you would then have would be Eric Thames and Jesus Aguilar over at uh, first base. And that so the 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 way this team has been built previously with so many platoons and so many guys being able to play multiple positions, that kind of opened up a door for Perez to be used the way he had been used this year. When you have an everyday second baseman and an everyday third baseman now that you didn't have before all this, that changes the need for that utility guy. Not that you don't need a utility guy, but it just changes it. And let's not, you know... Tyler Saladino can play a bunch of positions as well. Uh, Saladino obviously can play all over the infield, and if you need to put him in the outfield, you can. So he might not be able to play, be a, the defensive player from a, you know, from a quality standpoint that an Aaron Perez was, but he can go uh, get the job done. Uh, text coming in, the Brewers are going to regret not having Hernan Perez. I'm going to stop watching. You can't get rid of your best utility guy. So we've got one texter digging in. No longer going to watch the Brewers, although you don't say you're not going to stop listening. So I'll just assume that you are going to continue to listen to the broadcast here on WTMJ. But we have an Hernan Perez fan who is uh, just short of saying that they're going to boycott the Brewers because Hernan Perez is not with the team anymore. Mitch and Sturgeon Bay. Wow, for a team who went away from the World Series with a pretty set template going into the season, an awful lot has dramatically changed from the intended path. This is going to be somewhat intriguing. Yeah, a lot of things have changed. Absolutely, a lot of things have changed. Many of the pitchers that you had in the starting rotation, not in the starting rotation. Your bullpen looks different, namely because of the injury to Corey Knable, and you had two main players who were expected to be everyday guys who could produce at a high level who are not producing at a high level and one of those guys has now been sent down in Travis Shaw and the all of a sudden they've got an open 40-man roster spot I'm not trying to you know Jesus Aguilar I gave his June numbers a little bit ago Aguilar has turned it around a little bit in the month of June, he's hitting 263. He has an OPS at 717. That's better than he's been all season. It's not great. It's not what you want out of your first baseman. It's certainly not what he was doing in the first half of last season. But if if first base is something that they really want to fix, if they're going to try to make a move or something, all of a sudden with the uh, with Hernan Perez being designated for assignment, there's an open 40-man roster spot. I. Just because Aguilar appears to be on the roster now doesn't mean that there's still not pressure on him to continue to perform a little bit more. 414-799-1620. It's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. Neon Tree is going to be playing the Uline Warehouse stage tonight at Summerfest. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. We are dissecting the reported moves. Robert Murray of The Athletic has been the guy who's really been uh, in front on this story. It uh, certainly appears that Keston Hira and Tyler Saladino are going to be with the Brewers, and Travis Shaw going to AAA, and Ernan Perez has been designated for assignment. I do think it's worth noting, by the way, uh, you know, there's this there's this feeling, there's this sense right now that we've seen the end of Travis Shaw with the Brewers. 
that's that's probably not the case. We've seen how good of a baseball player Travis Shaw can be. He's a very he is a fringe all-star caliber third baseman. He hasn't played that way this year, but we know that's who he is and what he is. He just hasn't played that way this year. You got to go get that back. So by putting him at AAA, letting him go play in a in an environment that there's zero pressure and just let him do his thing and be down there for a while, maybe you go get that back. Just because Travis Shaw has been sent to AAA, to me, that doesn't mean that we've seen the end of Travis Shaw with the Brewers. That doesn't even mean to me that we have seen uh, the end of Travis Shaw uh, with this team moving forward. They've got club control on Travis Shaw for a number of years moving forward. And as we've talked about before with this organization, they don't like guys to just walk away for nothing. Uh, you get three years of arbitration as a player. So what arbitration, uh, I, I spend time you know, trying to kind of explain the, the business of baseball. Uh, when, you are, when you come up in an organization and you get into the major leagues, uh, for the first few years, you're under club control and your salary is basically just set by based off your, your service time. And then eventually you get to a point where you're arbitration eligible, and if you can't come to an agreement with the team on uh, how much you should make, you, actually, you go to a panel and they decide how much you should make based off uh, what the request is from either side. So Travis Shaw still has two more arbitration years left, and he would not reach free agency until 2022. I don't get the sense that the Brewers are just going to let him walk away for nothing. So I don't think we're done with Travis Shaw yet. I think it's really good for him to go to AAA and just see if he can find a swing. Because he wasn't. I think it became pretty clear that he wasn't going to find it at the Major League level. I want to say this, and it gets back to the fan reaction over the last couple weeks. The Brewers were going to make this move as long as Shaw and Aguilar did not perform. And it was going to happen. It's okay that the Brewers gave Shaw time. He's hit 30-plus home runs a couple years in a row. Loyalty is not a bad thing. Clearly, 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 we had hit the end of of the leash for him. It was it, it was done. You had to make this move. But for the people who have been moaning and whining and complaining, the move was going to happen. And I, I understand the, the idea that every game matters, and I think there's no team in baseball that can prove that any more than the Brewers because they, it took 163 games for them to finish with the best record in the National League last year. So it's look, if they, if they come up one game short of something, if they come up one game short of the wild card, one game short of the division, it's going to be really easy to say, well, look at that. Look at those couple weeks where they didn't have Keston here. How many more games would have they won during that period? Well, we don't know. We don't know. But in a 162-game season, it's okay to take some time on some decisions. They took some time. They took some time on this decision. They tried to get guys who have played 
as as all stars or at an all star level, because I think Travis Shaw has played at an all star level. They tried their best to get him going. Fans didn't like it. Some fans didn't like it because Hero was putting up such good numbers. It was always going to eventually happen if Shaw didn't turn it around. Sometimes you just have to wait on things. And all the moaning and all the complaining, I don't think uh, it, it didn't matter. We're, we're here now. We're here now, right? Like Keston here is here. And now the team moves forward with Keston Hira as the second baseman. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. We are actually going to shift gears. The When I, when I first started putting the uh, show plan together today, it was just before this news came down, the vast majority of the program was going to be focused in on the news of the day that Christian Yelich is the number one vote-getter in the National League for the All-Star Game. We'll uh, dive into that a little bit in just a moment. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Counting Crows at the AmFam Amphitheater tonight at Summerfest. Welcome back in. It is Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. We have spent a lot of the time today. Clearly, it's it's a huge story. Keston here uh, arriving to Milwaukee. He is back, and it looks like he is going to be the second baseman moving forward. We'll get confirmation of all this from the Brewers at some point over the course of the day tomorrow. Do you want to switch gears for a moment? Because prior to this, some fairly large news uh, came out. Christian Yelich is going to be an all-star. Okay, so that's not the large news. The large news in all this is that Yelich is the number one vote-getter in the National League. That's pretty darn cool. And by the way, that's tough to have happen in a city like Milwaukee. Just the way it is, there are going to be people who vote for the players on their favorite team, no matter what is happening across all of baseball. So when you are in the smallest market, you have something kind of going against you in that that built-in voting base is not as large. The Brewers, once again, just the same way they did with Jesus Aguilar last year going for that final all-star spot, the Brewers were so good this year at putting together uh, a plan to get people to vote uh, for the three that were up, and uh, Christian Yelich ends up being the number one vote-getter. They talked about that earlier today at Miller Park, and uh, for manager Craig Council, not a whole lot of uh, surprise for him that he is that number one vote-getter. It's all deserved there's nothing it's just it's deserved he's, he's continued you know what won him the mvp and he's he's bettered it really he's done better than that so it's he's had a great first half there's no more deserving starter and it's and it's really cool the fans recognize that from you know a player in milwaukee something we should be proud of Yelich also spoke about it and, and you could tell he really got a kick out of the fact that he was that number one vote getter I don't think you ever think you're going to lead everybody in the National League in, in votes, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool and definitely excited to, to be a part of another All-Star game. Yeah, we alluded to it a few moments ago, the fact that 
Milwaukee, smallest market in baseball, and uh, Yelich, as he has really become part of the the fabric of this community and the, the sports fabric and everything, and just has really embraced everything that is being a Milwaukee Brewer. Uh, he said that he is proud of the fact that you know someone from the smallest market in baseball can lead the league in voting. Yeah, I love it here, so I, I really would love to, to represent the Brewers, the state of Wisconsin, in, in a positive way. And like I said, you definitely appreciate not only the, the local and, and statewide support, but just throughout the nation. And uh, definitely looking forward to, to getting to Cleveland and um, having some fun. It, it is notable that he's coming off an MVP performance last year. And he has outdone himself already. In fact, there was a lot of talk this time last year, and he went to the All-Star game last year. He wasn't real happy with his first-half performance last season, which is kind of funny because he put up great numbers. But not the kind of numbers that he put up in the second half of last year and not the kind of numbers that he's putting up in the first half this year. He said it was really important for him going into this past offseason to make sure that he could follow up last season's MVP performance with another very good this time full season and that was a big focus coming into this year this spring was a lot of questions of could you do it again or is it a fluke are you a good player all that stuff and you know just take it to heart it i told you guys in spring training that that stuff kind of lights a fire in me uh, last thing on the all-star voting so mike moustakis and yasmani grandal they were also up and if you don't understand the the all-star voting is funky this year they they completely changed it i don't know if i like it i feel like something i feel like all-star voting should be simple it, it there should be nothing complicated about voting for an all-star game and major league baseball made it complicated this year uh so the way it worked out was you voted for everybody a top three at every position came out, and then you did another round of voting, and one person from those each three for each position ended up getting selected. So Yelich was one of three Brewers who were up for a starting spot. He's the only one that gets them. Uh, Mike Moustakis and Yasmani Grandal were also uh, fighting for uh, one of those spots. Those guys probably will still end up at the All-Star game. Uh, only starters have been selected at this point. And if you listen to Christian Yelich, those guys absolutely should be in the All-Star game this year. I think they're definitely deserving to be All-Stars, both of them, no question. Uh, if you just look at their numbers compared to guys throughout the league, they're leading or at the top in, in most major categories. So it'd be great to see them represented there. They're definitely deserving and hoping it works out for them here in the next couple of days. So that's the news from Miller Park from earlier today that Christian Yelich headed to the All-Star game. Number one vote-getter in the National League. That's really cool. That's a that's a just think about all the things that he has accomplished with the MVP. Um, he's won some other awards, leading this team all the way into uh, Game Seven of the NLCS and the best regular season record in the National League. You know, he got traded just kind of before last season, and then he has the uh, whirlwind off season, and he finally got to breathe a little bit, a little bit before uh, spring training. Now the season gets underway, and he's putting up just you know he, he's on pace for about 60 home runs right now. He's un, just under that pace. Uh, it's it, it's been incredible all the things that is that that's happened in his life and that he's accomplished really since that day that the Milwaukee Brewers acquired him a couple off-seasons ago.
414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. When uh, we return, we will shift gears back to the news of the day with Keston Hira and Tyler Saladino making their way to Milwaukee. Travis Shaw and Ernan Perez exiting the Brewers in two very different ways. We'll get back into all that, and we can continue to take your phone calls, your text messages, and your tweets. If you want to call or text, the phone number, 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly with Matt Foley on WTMJ. So I've been told it's free as a wind blowing down the road. Love by many. Allison Krauss going to be performing the American Family Amphitheater. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. Just a few minutes left in the program. This man, this hour went by fast with the news of the day of uh, Keston Hira and Tyler Saladino coming back. So this is what the Brewers, I think, are going to look like uh, moving forward. I think that Keston here is going to be your everyday second baseman. I think Mike Moustakis is going to be your everyday third baseman. And I think they're going to continue to platoon Travis Shaw and Eric Thames at first base. And Tyler Saladino is going to be the, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Eric Thames and, um, and, and Jesus Aguilar are going to be uh, over, at, uh, over at first base. And Tyler Saladino is going to be kind of more that standard utility guy uh, that is more of a fill-in here and fill-in there. We'll see how it plays out. You know, Orlando Arcia, he hit the home run today, but Arcia does have the tendency to be very roller coastery in what he does. And if if he needs a day or two off, you've got Saladino. Keston here is still a rookie. He's he's not going to be a three hundred plus hitter just nonstop continuously moving forward. Uh, the league's going to adjust to him. He's going to adjust to the league. It's a whole process moving forward. So uh, Saladino's going to be in that position. Want to grab one more text message before we call it a night? It's an interesting message, and it comes from Steve from Elkhorn. And he says, I still believe Keston Hero was brought down for service time. Now he can stay at the majors without being super two. All right, so we don't we don't have a lot of time here right now. And this offseason, I'm actually going to do a podcast. I do a Brewers Extra Innings podcast that drops on Sunday night. Then I'm going to try to uh, really get into some of the terminology in baseball. People talk, there's, there's two different things that people attribute to Super 2. When you hear Super 2, more often than not, people are talking about service time because uh, when you when you hit a point when, when you get a full season's worth of service time, that goes into uh, your years in terms of getting closer to being arbitration eligible and eventually closer to being a free agent. Uh, when the Brewers started the season with him not at uh, the major league level, they very quickly passed by the service time cutoff date for this to not count as a full season. That's actually not Super 2. Super 2 
If you are a player who ranks in the top 22% in terms of service time among those who have amassed between two and three years in the majors, you're eligible for uh, some benefits and being able to get to arbitration a little bit earlier. So the service time issue for having the full season not count as a full season of control and the Super 2, which connects the top 22%, uh, is... Very, very different. I don't know if what I just said made any sense. If I was listening to me and trying to hear what I just said, I don't think it would have made sense. It is a really, really complicated thing. But I would, I would say a lot of people who say Super 2 aren't actually talking about Super 2. They're actually talking about the service time and the full year of control, if that makes any sense whatsoever. I don't know if it does. All right, so... The big question now, and again, this is something I was going to talk about on this. Uh, we were going to do our going deep, which we didn't actually get to this week, and, and we'll get back into that coming up in future programs. Wanted to look into the starting pitching because Chase Anderson had a really nice game today for the Brewers, and it was good to see that from a starter. Uh, Brandon Woodruff recently has been the only starting pitcher for the Brewers who has been just consistently good, and that's been the biggest issue. We can look at offense. We can look at hitting with runners in scoring position. We can do all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, the Brewers have been playing from behind a ton. It's actually rather admirable of what they have been able to do playing from behind as often as they've played from behind because it has been uh, – it has not been – it's not been good. It has not been good for them in uh, how often that they have uh, they've been playing from behind. So, uh, how Keston Hira affects the overall kind of health of this team? We'll wait. We'll see. I, I don't know. Again, he's not going to help starting pitching, but he is going to help the offense. And if anything else, I think there's you know Aaron Perez getting sent out, uh, Keston Hira getting here. It it tells other guys on the team that okay, this is the we've. We've reached the end of the line in terms of just letting players not perform. And not that there's a lot of guys not performing, but there is some accountability that goes along with this move. Brewers open up a series against the Pirates tomorrow. It's a three-game weekend series. Yolise Chassin is going to start for the crew tomorrow. He's 3-8 and eight with a 5.88 ERA. Chris Archer, who the Brewers have had good success against, especially recently, will start for the Buccos. He's 3-3 and with a 5.56 ERA. I'll come your way tomorrow at 6 o'clock with Brewers warm-up. Network coverage starts at 6.35, and then I'll be back with you after the game for Brewers Extra Innings. We look forward to talking to you then here on WTMJ.